Welcome to the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, please follow, hit the like button, or any subscribes. It really helps us with the algorithms. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is produced by the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum. All opinions are those of the speakers. We invite you to join us on the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at SCGCPF for more fun. Now, let's get on with this installment of Santa Cruz Coffee Break. I'd like to welcome everybody to the 51st Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum podcast. And again, every time we seem to get a, a stream of something going, we always head for the ditch. So today we're heading for the ditch with a pick manufacturer, uh, Scott Memmer, who runs Charmed Life Picks. And Scott was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. We'll forgive him for that. <laughs> In the early 70s, he, his life got right and he moved to California and Los Angeles where he lives today. Um, he began playing acoustic guitar in 1975. Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young probably had something to do with it. He has never owned an electric guitar, uh, which that's, you should be pretty proud of that. He describes himself as a maniacal, maniacal. I, I looked at it and went, I know how to say that. A maniacal tone chaser obsessed with the reproduction of wooden acoustic tone. What could be better for the Santa Cruz Forum than this, folks? Uh, Scott's first new guitar was a 1976 Takamine Lawsuit D28 clone. Had one myself. Nice guitars, which you still own. Um, and these days, a D18 or an HD28 and an amazing Eastman Slope E10SS. Um, those are pretty special. We began yep. playing mandolin badly about 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I understand that. I began playing mandolin badly in uh, 1971. So I uh, get it. Um, Scott and Charm Life Picks began experimenting with high-end plastics to reproduce or replace his aging tortoise shell picks. Friends asked him for one and he turned into a company. He had no plans to start a company. Ain't that a great way to do it? Um, Scott has a BA in English literature from California State Northridge and holds a master's in creative writing from the University of Southern California. And God bless him for this. For the past 18 years, he's taught English lit and composition in the local Los Angeles Community College. Good for you, sir. Um, On the front lines. Yep. Scott recently celebrated his 39th wedding anniversary with his wife, Rhonda. My 38th is tomorrow. Um, Bravo. Ours was just Sunday, the 18th. Yeah, my 38th is tomorrow. Um, uh, Rhonda, a professional church musician. Rhonda has a master in choral conducting from Cal State LA and was born with perfect pitch, a blessing and a curse. Yes. And is one heck of a keyboard player. And um, we all know that. Uh, Scott spends most of his free time these days spoiling his two-year-old grandson, Max, and then handing him back to his parents. What a way to do it. Welcome to the forum, Scott. Thank you, guys, for the warm welcome. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, this took a little bit of time for us to put together. I don't know why. This was this has been the one that's been back and forth. I'm, all three of us have rescheduled it at one time or another. So uh, I expect magic here today. Thank you. I just wanted to give a shout out to Larry at Organic Sounds down in Orange County. 
who is a longtime buddy of mine. We've been a sponsor on Acoustic Guitar Forum for about six years, and we got to know each other there, and now he's carrying our product. So it's, Yeah, we, we just had Larry. Um, Larry was our last podcast, and he continues to contribute on the forum. We hope you will, we hope you will too, you know. Um, Absolutely. Uh, we try to make it a really friendly place. It's small. It's not real big. Um, we just eliminated 25,000 robots off of it. A project that took about eight weeks of time to do, but uh, we have a nice, clean little forum now, and nice. we got our we got our we could get our security up to where it was good and it's easy to get on, and so there. So I'll plan on let's talk offline about me getting over there and yeah, yeah. how I would sign up. Do I sign up with company name or just my yeah? Personal well, name? However you want, however you want to sign up, you know, okay. just 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 go and it, it's there on the web. Tad, you're wearing a cat shirt today. Yes, well, because of our scheduling, I uh, actually had a work day <laughs> planned today. So I realized I'm down here at the shop working uh, away and looked at myself and said, this is not what you want to wear for a YouTube video or, or podcast. So luckily, this is one of the shirts the band wears when we play out, depending upon where we're playing um if it's a if it's at a, a, a dog rescue we don't we don't wear that shirt you don't wear this at the dog rescue I, got it. I, I totally approve because there are not enough cat videos on youtube <laughs> and we, we can have... tag it we can tag it with that and we'll you know we, we, we'll take that we'll, we'll yeah there's a cat in this video we'll go viral yeah there's a cat in this video <laughs> So guys, I'm uh, welcome to just sort of who have asked me questions or uh, I'm an English professor. Once I get wound up, I'm going to rattle well, off. So well, how how do you? Yeah, it, it it looks like that, but it, it looks like it just kind of you kind of got started doing it. Um, yeah. And you're well, a short, you, you you were a tortoise guy. Yeah. Short. The short version is when Sides hit. In the late 70s, this is really bizarre because McCabe's has been carrying our products for a year now. I bought their last tortoiseshell picks in the late 70s when they were mm -hmm. clearing them out, and now they're carrying 40 years later. Uh, so I, I, I must have read uh, an interview with Tony Rice or someone like that, and I, and I love tortoise. They're the nirvana. They're the best. But that era in time has passed. You know, I own a few. I don't even take them out of the house. It's not only politically correct, but incorrect, but it's just it's time to move on, you know. And so uh, I had been looking when in my teaching career, I'd gotten away from playing for a while. And about 10 years ago, I got back into it and I wanted to find something. And I started reading about companies like Blue Chip and Red Bear on the forums. And I'm cheap. So I bought $100 worth of Vest Bell to make picks for myself. And that's how I started. I made <laughs> three days before NAM 2016, I had four prototypes and I walked around. Uh, Anaheim and I thought I was uh, the king of the pick world you know big time manufacturer here and and that's how it started and then I, I discovered casing which overall to my ear is my favorite material I call it the tone chasers material it every material has its drawbacks uh, but so when I started doing that I said well I have to do both of these because these are the two best materials I've found and from there we've added things as we uh, my background as an as a um as a researcher is I love finding new materials. And we've got three more prototype stuff sitting there. I go crazy. I have so much admiration for blue chip and they're the, I call them the gold standard, but I would go bat crazy if I only did one material. It's just not my nature. 
But that's that, how it started in uh, early, late 2015, early 2016. That's understandable. Yeah. And we yeah. went uh, we went live with our website on July 1st of 2016. I have one of your um, uh, aircraft uh, picks that's um, that really, really, really sounded sounded spectacular um, before I left it at Griffin. Um, but uh, it, it, Eric Sky and I got into maybe 10, 12 years ago up in Portland, kind of a, a weird day where we made a whole bunch of coffee and sat around and dropped picks onto a uh, ceramic surface. I know where you're going. Yeah, and you could really you could really tell the tone of the pick from right. when it hit when it hit that surface. So I did the the A B stress test here when 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 your pick showed up. It sounded great. It sounded great both on my mando and 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 my guitars. So um yeah. And even electric. Yeah, and a lot of people I don't, you know, again, I don't know I'm electric. I can't hear I can't imagine the tone makes a difference but i've heard people tell me that and uh, and a lot of people play these plastics just for feel you know they just feel much better and different than a celluloid or altex or something like that dad did you have a question you want to throw at me well i just you know i was trying to think about this if you go back a hundred years in time picks were made from you know tortoise shell which obviously we don't want to do anymore right. uh horn shell Bone. wood bone i mean a lot of natural materials and and obviously nowadays you very rarely hear about those um but we're hearing about all these incredible space age uh plastics and and so on and so forth can you tell us roughly you know what's the advantage of going with uh some of these newer materials versus some of the older ones yeah well I'll, uh first of all uh, to, to, to talk on the older ones uh, you notice that we use bone a lot of times in saddles, right? Mm -hmm. And and the reason that it works well in the saddle is the same reason it doesn't work well as a pick. The reason it works in a saddle has tiny air pockets in it, and it amplifies sound. Uh, and and when you use it as a pick, those tiny air pockets make the pick wear very quickly. They don't hold up long term. They wear very quickly. They sound okay, but they just don't hold up. Um, but to give you the history. DuPont in 1965 produced Vespel, which is the first what we call engineering aerospace plastic. And it was developed to replace metals uh, in aircraft. For instance, it's, it's self-lubricating and it weighs less. So any, you know, when you're building a, a B-1 bomber, any ounce that you can save on fuel efficiency is an advantage. And they were the first one to come out with that, 65. And then everyone... And they had, they don't hold the patent on the formula anymore. They just have the trade name, but they had the patent for 20 years and everyone came out with their version of, of, of an engineering plastic. There's one called Peak. You've probably seen that that's used for picks. We do that material, it's a very good material. Anyway, uh, so they were the first ones. And in fact, I had an engineer tell me that they're so dominant in the, blue, in the uh, aerospace business that the engineers write Vespel in their blueprints. They don't, they <laughs> just say DuPont Vespel. You know, they got more money than God, right? So they're going to use, and that's the most expensive one. Um, and I guess it was Blue Chip 15 years ago, it discovered by accident, kind of the same way I did, that it made a very good plectrum. And, uh, 
and from that. So what people don't realize is every family of those, those plastics, including DuPont Vespel has about 10 family members. And every one of them has, one of them has molybdenum, one of them has graphite. So we're just touching the surface here. There are literally more than a hundred industrial plastics that have never been made into guitar picks by anyone, including us. So, so nobody's actually developing these plastics for guitar picks, which at seems this, like the next at, step. Yeah, again, I think we're at the beginning of a wonderful journey. And the advantage of these also is they're, you know, you've probably talked to people that own Vespel picks, they're playing them five or 10 years and they don't see any wear on them, you know? It's a very durable plastic. Again, it was developed to replace metal and its properties are mainly metallic in, in, uh, in terms of that. So yeah, we're, we're at the very beginning of this and there might even, of what DuPont did, they came out with a new version of Vespel that they could patent and it's like super Vespel and it's even more expensive. And uh, so uh, it's a different series and no one, I'm kind of surprised Blue Chip hasn't jumped in on that because they're the experts in that material, but it's really, really expensive. So. So there's lots of stuff out there that you'll see coming in the next 10 to 20 years. Well, great. Yeah, we'll see if we're around that long. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, we could get together on our walkers in a few years and we'll talk about that. Careful. So, so, you just, so basically you just, you saw, you know, that there were some, some new picks coming out out there and you decided to just make your own. Yeah, that's um, how it started. How, I mean... Well, what, what happened from there, Tad, and Tad, for people like our age and stuff, I don't play out too much, but I belong to about three or four song circles, you know, acoustic song circles during the week before COVID hit, right? And I, it's funny because I don't even promote my stuff to most of my buddies. I'm not there to make money off them, and I just usually give them free samples. And a couple of my buddies started playing one, and, says, and he'd tell another guy, says, these are really good. You know, can you make one for me? And then can you make one for my friend? And I turned around six minutes like, God dang, I'm in the guitar pick business. I had no plans for this. I'm a full-time English professor. What the hell's going on? And that's actually how it happened. And then, uh, and I, I'm just intrigued by it. I'm, I've been a pick nerd and fanatic for more than 40 years. So it, it's, uh, it matches my proclivities and obsessions, I guess you could say. So, so I'm envisioning you sitting at your little workbench in the garage with your bird's mouth and your, your little fret saw, you know, cutting out the picks one by one and then sanding them out. I mean, uh, that's got to get old pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't even know that Malcolm Gladwell uh, thing that says 10,000 hours to become an expert on something. I'm over 10,000 hours. Um, but it, it, what's interesting, a casein and... Uh, and Vespel are opposites. The Vespel's very expensive and is easy to work with. And casein's really cheap, but it's impossible to work with. Uh, it has a lot of drawbacks. But the problem you can imagine now, if you cut a pick with Vespel, if you're making a one millimeter pick, you're losing one millimeter material when you cut it. They call it the kerf loss. And that's about as low as we've been able to get. There may be other people that are doing better than us, uh, and so you have to factor that in, you know, when you buy this stuff, how much is not going to become a pick because the saw blade, about the thinnest saw blade you can get out there is about half a millimeter. And then with the teeth and everything ends up at about a millimeter. So that's been, and uh, it's been a real challenge. Um, and a lot of people have stayed away from that material, I think, just because it's so dang expensive. Give you an idea. 
uh, you can only buy, you can't buy resin, you can only buy uh, shapes. And a 10 inch by 10 inch square, uh, and this is a real number, a quarter inch thick of Vespel is $1,100. Whoa. That's yeah. a real number. That's, that's pretty outrageous. Yeah, so, so when people say us are blue chip or we're ripping people off at $40, dude, we're barely getting by, you know. I don't have enough food to pay for that food for that cat on your shirt there when I'm left. <laughs> I, 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 no, no way to see and see them, huh? Uh, there is a way to see and see them. However, uh, to get them that thin, you have to use what's called a jewelry blade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is about a, a, you can get them down to a little less than a half millimeter. I told you about those four picks that I made. I had a CNC house in Orange County do them. He broke, while I sat there, he broke $200 jewelry blades cutting Vespel in about five minutes. Yeah, that, wow. that, that probably stopped the end of that. Yeah, he did. And, and, and that just, it, it loves to eat blades. It's, it's notorious for that. So, and again, the problem though is even if you buy those blades, it wears blades so quickly uh, that, so we actually have, we found that out and we found another solution that I will hold as my intellectual property, but uh, it's it's a tough nut to crack any way you crack it. Wow, it's, uh, um, that's amazing. I know in, in, in some of the hardwoods, you know, things are getting sharpened all the time. Yep. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, Vespel is just brutal on a saw blades, and not more so than those other plastics. So, yeah. Wow. Does it like when you cut plexiglass? It kind of you don't cut it; it kind of melts on on the. Uh... Yeah, no, Vespel doesn't do that. But uh, uh, and then the other thing is uh, like like uh, acrylic plexiglass you can cut beautifully with laser. Vespel hates it. <laughs> so casein uh, cuts really good with laser. Most of the uh, engineering plastics do not cut. So we're actually just, you know, we're just coming up with our first CNC, but you know, all I need is a bench top because my workpiece is an inch and a half across, right? And so we'll have that online by the end of the year. And, and then some of these materials will we'll, we'll cut better. But there's, I've got all sorts of ideas. You have to get really creative. You know, the problem with the 10,000 hours you know, there's no, there's no manual for this. And I had to create a lot of our processes ourselves with a lot of trial and error. I think um, almost any Luther will tell you that. Of course. <laughs> you know, that, and you that... learn more, you know, you learn like when I teach writing for my students, you learn more from making mistakes, right? I crossed that off my list. That one didn't work. And we've, we discovered a lot of really cool processes through the mistakes we made. In fact, I should mention, we, you know, uh, our Vespel two top teller sellers are 0.75, which were the only people in the world that do that, um, that thin. And that came about from overstanding <laughs> one millimeter and saying, well, hell, this is probably going to break, but I'm going to play it. And we've sold thousands, none of a break. So, wow. Happy accident. Yeah. That's the good so, stuff. So the 10,000 hours to, you know, work out the details of manufacturing and, and everything else that's just the beginning. Then you actually have to set up a company. You need right. to be able to get your name out there. You got to be able to uh, supply a product. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other things that people don't really realize are really the most important parts of running a business. Yeah, you know, I got I get so many nice letters and I got one this morning from a guy who ordered the wrong pick 
and we thought it was our fault, but we saw it was his fault, but I sent him the right pick anyway and paid for freight. And I told him as good as our materials and products are, that I think in the, in the upper echelon, the boutique business like Santa Cruz, your customer service needs to be even better than your products. That's very true. Very and powerful. so we're, we're known for that. We have a lot of, you know, more than 50% of our orders every month are from a, a previous customers. I insisted that when we business plan, the first thing we did, we were gonna offer free shipping on every sale and never, never hit someone on the way out the door for $5 and freight. So our business model is built around that. And it's worked out, you know, just luckily when we've made mistakes, they've been small mistakes. So they, the material is such that you can't have a psychedelic color to it, or you can't. That's right. It's the color it comes out. Uh, Yeah, the, the, you know, the the Vespel, here's a weird thing about the Vespel. For some reason, that's the cheapest Vespel, by the way, in the line. (laughs) All the other ones are more expensive. And it's also the only one that's brown. All the other ones are black or dark charcoal. And they have, you know, like I said, one will have graphite. One's got 30% glass. One's got carbon. Uh, but the, the brown one is the only, it's called SP1. That's the only one that is brown. And you can't, DuPont is known for being horrible to do business with. You know, they basically say this is, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Henry Ford, you can have any color as long as it's black. You know, that's kind of their attitude. And so, no, uh, casing is the one that, that is so pretty and sounds so good. And that's where, that's actually our largest uh, category is not the aerospace casing because it looks gorgeous and it sounds fabulous. So that's a pretty good one to punch. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I wanted to do both of it. And you know, it gives people choices. A lot of times when we get a new customer, they'll order two or three different picks because they're two or three different materials. And so I tell people, uh, when you look at the boutique, I model our company after Dunlop um, and the variety and the colors and materials. That's really the king. That's the one to watch. You know, they came in and ate Fender's lunch in the pick business. They took it over. And so I tell anyone in this business, if you're not watching, you know, they're not in the boutique business. The other picks are about $5 the most expensive. They're going to get there. But uh, that's who to watch in terms of, you know, the tad on the marketing side. Mm-hmm. That's who to pay attention to. Yeah. As as I'm concerned. So that's a great, that's a great company. Any, uh, any big name users right now? Can we drop some no. names? Uh, Can we drop know, some good. names? It's yeah, I will too. But you know, it's good and bad. I think the good thing about it is we have built this company on word of mouth based upon the performance of our products without having any big name artists. Um, and we'd love one. You know, I'd like like well, I can tell you the two I'd want, but I'd love one major female artist and one major uh, male artist to develop a signature model. Um, and we're you know that's going to happen eventually, I think. But the biggest name we have is a guy named Brad Davis. I don't know if you know Brad. Um, Brad uh, is in Austin and he, and he toured as the lead guitar player with uh, Marty Stewart for a decade. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's a real shredder. And then um, we have a guy, no one's, a guy named Fats Kaplan who toured with John Prine for a number of years. He's kind of one of those guys that plays it. And that's about it. I mean, we got a few small players. I just, we just, uh, we haven't struck a deal yet. We, we talked to a guy named Forrest O'Connor who happens to be Mark O'Connor's son. And I've been very judicious to not mention his dad's name. <laughs> and he's in that. He loves our stuff. So I feel like, you know, even like in the cell, 
when I someone comes to our booth in a show and I says, you know what, I'm not going to do a sales pitch. Just take this and go in the corner. And we just say, let the material do the talking. They really are that good. So, so roughly how many products do you have? I mean, between materials, shapes, thicknesses, how many part numbers are in your inventory? I, well, you know, we do, if you look at our web, it's a little weird because we do a lot of blend business, a lot of blend business. And we have a separate blend page. And that came about because, uh, especially with the casein, it's so hard to get it perfectly cosmetic. So people love that. And we love sell, selling, send, saving people 25, 30, 35%, you know? So that's about 20 SKUs over there. And our, you know, it's like any business, Ted, about 80% of your revenues come from about 20% of your, your lineup, right? Right. And so we've got about six or eight really hot products and some other ones. Uh, I, you know, I don't I have to add it up. I'd say it's about 20, 22, somewhere in there. Okay. As far as on our new product page, we've got a couple new things coming out we can talk about. Yeah. But because we're so small, we have to limit. For instance, on the case, and I've got 10 colors that are gorgeous that no one's seen that I'm sitting on because I can't produce too many because people are going to want them, you know. So I'm looking, I'm looking at your site right now. Yeah, um, if you go to Blems and Blow, you see and yeah, that's yeah. some really cool stuff. We're even selling, we're selling a two-pack of Vespel thin Vespel picks for $49.95 with about, free shipping. That's about half price. Yeah. yeah, that's a really strong, aggressive price. We're just getting, you know, one of the things that I don't understand with the other people, we're getting our money out of these and passing along to people. We're not sitting there with stuff that gobbles up at that price, we're at least getting our money back on the material, you know? So we can reinvest that in machinery and such. So, so as the, the, the pick maestro, um, you know, to kind of take it in a Harry Potter kind of way, a guitar player walks into your shop, how do you choose which uh, wand you're gonna uh, recommend to them? Or how does somebody, you know, look at the variety of materials and, and um, I, you know, do you have any recommendations for people who go to your site and are looking at picks, how they make a choice? You know, a lot of people uh, will write me and I say, you know what, a phone call is faster than going back and forth. And I get on the phone with people all the time and I ask them what kind of guitars they play. What, you know, there's so many variables. So I don't try and when I say, even when I sell someone a pick, I try not to fill their head with what I, they think I think their experience is going to be. Their experience as a player is just as valid as mine. So I just say, play them and let me know what you think. And we have a 30 day return and no one ever returns anything, you know? And we have basically two major categories. We have the aerospace stuff and we got the case and natural stuff. And like I say, I just sit back and let the materials do the talking because they it's if someone's played a Fender medium their whole life, they're about to have their eyes open big time. Yeah, yeah, there's no question about that. And I don't have to sell them on that. I, you know, you played, you guys played the two, the case in blue and the brown, black. It's like, oh, we're not in Kansas anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, great, great, great sounding, great, great sounding. Yeah, great. so, you know, if uh, like someone like uh, the leader, like Blue Chip or something, they're not going to be able to go for 20 years with smoke and mirrors. These things really perform. And it's fun you say the Fender mediums because... When I was in high school, which was a considerable amount of time ago, uh, for Christmas, um, I went up to the local guitar shop and I bought a gross of Fender medium picks yeah. and walked into class right before Christmas break and dropped huge handfuls of them on the desks of my friends who played guitar. And I didn't have to buy another guitar pick for 
Well, let's just say it was only about 10 years ago I started looking into other guitar picks. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, what, they were five or 10 cents each back then, Ted, right? Something like that. Well, when you bought them by the gross, they were pretty damn cheap, I have to say. <laughs> buy, buy your picks by the pound, you know? Yeah. Um, but, the other thing that I should mention in terms of the material that is a real difference is 99% of the picks are made with injection molding. So mm -hmm. these picks are made from stock shapes give me an idea Vespel is uh extruded at about like 400 degrees centigrade under tremendous pressure and it has the mechanical properties of metal there's no way you can replicate that when you're injecting 25 cent celluloid picks it's just not going to happen and so it's the mechanical properties that uh, as an engineering plastic that are the same things are attracting that are attractive to an aerospace manufacturer are what makes that thing so good as a plectrum I wonder, I wonder if the, uh, um, the punk market, because of the metallic aspect of it, I had a, a Les Paul Jr. that um, had been played pretty aggressively by somebody with a quarter. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the, the uh, guitar was pretty torn up on, on, the, uh, on the front of it. But um, I, think, I think Brian May plays a, a metal, a coin. Yeah, the guy from Green Day. The guy from Green Day is. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Joe Joey Armstrong. Yeah, big big uh, big metal player. Yeah. Um, Tad. I you know it's I got to be honest that before we did this, I mean, I had a little bit of awareness of picks because you know I'm on the guitar forums. There are a lot of people talking about him. Sure. But um, when I I, I got the uh, blue casing pick from you. And I sat down and, and I changed the strings on my guitar because I realized very quickly that dead strings were a really poor way to, to judge a pick. Yeah. Um, and I played uh, three or four different picks. I, I have invested in a few Wiegands over the last 10 years. Great picks. Um, I have one uh, tortoise shell pick. I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it, but it was given to me by a, a great player friend of mine. And I don't play it because I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. And every time I pick it up, it makes me think of him. Um, and I have one blue chip that I bought used. Um, so I played these different picks against each other. And it's really quite amazing just how much difference there is in yep. the picks. Now, I can't say that I have a strong preference yet. What I'm kind of realizing is that it depends on what guitar I'm playing right. and what it is I'm playing. What tune you're, that's right. What style, what tune you're playing. Yeah. That's what's nice to have a quiver of choices that are going to change the tone for that approach, you know? Right, right. And, and that, that's exactly what I was kind of realizing is that it's kind of like guitar strings. You know, some guitars respond better to one type of string versus another. Yeah. And, it's interesting, the pick adds a whole nother dimension of uh, tonality and responsiveness. Um, yep. Guitars that, that I may have felt had a problem with one thing or another, with the right pick, you can, I wouldn't say eliminate, but you can tame those things. Right. Uh, or you can add to the parts that you like in the tonality of the guitar. Um, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm not an impartial advocate, but I will say after setup and strings, 
a quality pick might be the, the lowest dollar amount investment to improve the, the tone of your guitar if you really look at what else is in the signal chain there, you know? Yeah, that, 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 that's really true. Um, when I started to get into to good picks 10, 12 years ago, um, it was really, it, it really was made aware to me. And, you know, it actually improved my playing a lot because sure. I thought about the technique that I was doing. I was thought about how I was attacking the strings. I thought about how that, where I was positioning it, you know, and, and all that. And it really, it, you think, you know, I mean, when they first came out, I went a $40 pick, you're out of your freaking mind, you know? <laughs> and yeah, and, 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 and then proofs in the pudding, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really is. And, you know, it's 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 our job here to make people aware of kind of the the behind the scenes stuff you know yeah. and you really don't think that 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 you think oh well this is a this is a big company you don't think that the workbench is probably three foot by five foot you know and that's and, and, and that, that that's the footprint that's the footprint of the business you know um except for figuring out who to sharpen your your stuff or where to get blades and 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 do all that so it's yeah it, it's really mind i don't hate to say hate to say it but it, it, the awareness is is great to know that there's really somebody behind this there's a yeah. face behind this 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 company and and you're wearing your i don't know do you wear the the focuser magnifier stuff and you know yeah. are you the guy sitting there just you know it's, it's kind of cool it's kind of geppetto you know it, it, it's got a little little bit of that yeah there. you know and i uh, i guess i'm an artisan of uh type. you know one thing we try and do is personalize so we i've put thousands of personal notes on orders i put a personal note on every order that goes out on the invoice and so oftentimes the other staff members too and i think that lets them know you know as you were just saying rich uh that we're real people here and we want to make that kind of connection. We're not Amazon and we're behind three paywalls or whatever, but we're, we're in the trenches here. And, and I love, I've met people all over the world through our products that all, you know, most of Europe and we have two strong dealers in Australia and New Zealand. I'll never meet these people, you know, um, but, but they're buddies of mine and we, we get on WhatsApp or whatever, you know, and that's really a cool thing to think about. Um, Producing a product that demonstrably makes music more beautiful is a pretty powerful thing. I think it's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, and it's no, tumbling. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way to say it. You know, makes music more powerful. That's a. That's right. Cad just disappeared. Um, it, it, and that's it, we and we do that for the emotion of the. You know, Tennessee Williams said, "You have to love something. Something has to be beautiful." You know, and we're. We're all tone chasers. We all love music, and that's why we're playing things like Santa Cruz's and Martins and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned, I mentioned to you that uh, we own the domain name AcousticGuitarForum.com, and I want to put up the, in the next year or two the industry's first acoustic first pick exclusive. We'll have other categories, but the focus will be on picks, and it will go up as a not. It won't be a charm life site. I will just be a participant there because I want to attract advertisers and money and stuff. But I'm really excited about creating a community for because we're I think we're at that obsessive 
point here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, a it, 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 the forum community is a, is a very um, a very strange place right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they pretty much all died out, and um, like. 2015 2016 you know 2017 there was a, is that kind of like but by, by like reddit and people like that coming along yeah and 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 well facebook and 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 all this stuff kind of exploded and now we're kind of seeing i don't know what to say it's a revival but it, it it really we're seeing new new members and we're seeing that people kind of like the the privacy and the intimacy and of it the intimacy of it you know i mean i think most of the people on the forum, on, on, on the SCGC forum, everybody knows everybody else. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, we try, to, we try to do stuff for people like somebody says, are you close? Can you go play this guitar? You know, and, and, and we, we, try to, we try to put the love into it that, that Richard yeah. puts into making guitars and, and Adam puts into voicing tops and... Yeah. will puts into talking to people you know it's yeah. a, it we're a better community because yeah. of it and, you know and i think maybe you know the, the during the pandemic that became maybe that's part of what bumped up is because we were so isolated for 18 months you know well and, the, the, uh, the world the world really got small yeah you know? the world really 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 got small and yet it's much larger you know, it, yeah. it, 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 all of a sudden we did most everything out of the house. I mean, I, 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 I think now, and I, I live rurally, so yeah, I'm not in a position to say, well, there's like three different stores I could go look at it. You know, I mean, we have one music store in town, and it's um, not the best. You know, and and um, we have a couple in Santa Cruz, but. You know, we have Sylvan in Santa Cruz, which is fantastic. But yeah, I know about those guys. Yeah. Like, like yesterday, um, it, there's not a lot of ways out. And I was actually going to go up to Sylvan yesterday and 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 do something. And um, the Moss Landing uh, Tesla battery plant caught fire about seven o'clock in the morning. And our wow, I didn't hear that. Wow. And our and our local uh, our local uh, uh, fire department threw some water on it. And um, so they're lithium batteries and they don't take well to that at all. So oh, no. highway one was closed yesterday from seven o'clock yesterday morning until well into the evening last night, which brought it, which brought a, oh which brought a, a, a the, the area to basically a standstill. I bet. Yeah. That's yeah. your kind of your main artery when you're near the ocean, right? Well, it's the only artery, you know, yeah. I mean, there's no way around it, 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 it unless you're, unless you're taking the ferry, but yeah. um but unless you want to go out and go around and go up through San Francisco and come back down 17, but I don't think mm. anybody really did that unless they really had to go there. Yesterday. Right. Yeah. So Tad, uh, you I good? Did want to, I wanted to add much one more thing, which is I mentioned one of the things we specialize is making really thin picks. A fender medium is 0.73. And do you know, to this day, six years later, we're the only boutique company that specializes in thin picks. Yeah. You the make a, you make a 0.6. Yeah, the Fender Medium is the most popular pick in the world, and everyone else stops at one millimeter. Yeah, so yeah. we waltzed in. They immediately gave us a, a foothold in the market, and the the Brown Vestel uh, 0.75 teardrop and triangles are the our number one sellers on that side of the, the aisle. And you know, I think some people get caught up, like if you're in Nashville or something, about making stuff that you play, 
or that your buddy plays, but I'm interested in making people of serving a huge untapped market of people that want the best, but they're recreational players. You know, they want a pick with some flex and some give. And uh, we just love providing those products for people. They go nuts over them. Really yeah, the, proud the, the, the thin, the thin product. I, I I'm not a thin guy, but um, Meaning, I play a 1.5. Yeah, me so too. So that's not me. I yeah. get it. Yeah. But I want to make stuff available for these millions of people. You know? Yeah, it's it's it it it, it it's, it's an interesting, nice option. Yeah. Hey, Tad, got anything? You got to turn on your mic, Tad. Sorry, I, I yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm good. I um, you know, to me, the the thing that I need to do is spend more time playing these different picks, because I mean, it took it took a long time playing different kinds of guitars to figure out what I really liked in back and sidewoods. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing is true with strings, you know, and I'm still playing with a few different strings on a couple of guitars. This pick thing has introduced a whole nother level of, you know, examination and thought and, and, um, I have to admit that it's, it's in many ways, it's more fun because I can afford, a half a dozen picks rather than another guitar uh and i think my wife would be happier too so it's <laughs> it, it's good it's good it's all in good fun yeah um, well listen uh, we're we're if anyone has questions like i said we love to hop on the phone it's a more efficient use of my time right than going well, back and forth we'll and we uh, talking um, about this stuff so we'll uh we'll we'll post the link to the to the website um this will go on our facebook page as well so um, we'll let you know when uh, it'll probably go up. Today's Wednesday. It'll probably go mm -hmm. up Saturday. Probably go up Saturday morning or Friday, Friday afternoon, and yeah. um, we'll, 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 we'll let you know, and you can share it around. You know, yeah. and that, we'll include that, links awesome. to the website and all the other kind of good stuff. So yeah, we'll yeah. we'll make sure they know how to find you. Yeah, yeah. We we have our own YouTube channel. Another thing on my list that we need to put some vids up. You know, there you go. There you go. But I got to tell you, Tad, I'm tired of looking at that cat. So I think we're done here. <laughs> I'm ready to die. I got a guy ready to go back to work. So I need to, to pay attention to that. But it's been wonderful talking to you. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we'll see you at uh, Organic Sounds is going to have a, a grand opening party or something. Or... I'm, I'm going to be down there with the day Richards down. I think it's November 5th, as I recall. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so yeah. And we're looking at, have you guys been to Wintergrass? We're looking at that maybe as an event we might do at some point. Uh, Wintergrass is great, but the, 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 the daddy of them all is strict, hardly strictly and it's coming up. Right. Yeah. You know, it, isn't, it, this, that, isn't this the last year? Did I hear the funding? I, 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 I don't know the, the, the original um, originator passed a few years back and it, 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 right. it, it it's changed. It's changed, but um, Hardly Strictly is here, and I think we have Julian Lodge this week at the Monterey Jazz Festival. So we got some, we got some, we got some music going on around here. Very so, cool. Listen, I've taken enough of your time, and I'm thank, thank you, you for the generosity of your, of your channel here. Yeah, thanks so much. We're, we're, we're I'm smarter. Yeah, and you know, we'll uh, a few more picks. Yeah, yeah. So well, we'll we'll fix you up. You know, the you're smarter. The more I talk, the stupider I get. So there, it's there kind you of go. A Vulcan mind meld or something going on here. Thanks, guys. Go. Thanks so much. Have a great afternoon. All you right. Thanks. Be well. Thanks, Ted. All right. Bye. -bye. Good night. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this installment of the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. For more music-related fun, please join the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at SCGCPF or 
santacruzguitarplayers.com. If you have any questions or possible podcast topics, please contact us. If you have a product or service that you feel would be of value to our listeners, please consider adding your support and keeping the coffee pot on. Contact us for more information. We ask that you hit the like, follow, bell, or bookmark buttons so we can keep you informed of upcoming podcast episodes. We hope you enjoyed Santa Cruz Coffee Break. Now it's time to go play your guitar.